Did you know that one out of three people in our world today have yet to even hear the name of Jesus? Can you imagine living your entire life without ever hearing the name of Jesus? That's the case for one out of three people or 2.2 billion people on planet Earth. And furthermore, 60% of these people who have yet to hear the name of Jesus, they live in countries where American missionaries can't even go to and freely share the gospel and plant churches. 360 Serve is about a new way to do missions. We help you support indigenous church planters. These indigenous church planters, they live in their country. They know their language and culture. They are highly trained and they're very effective in reaching their own people for Christ. We do these episodes to share with you the incredible stories of what God is doing as a result of hundreds of you who are supporting hundreds of indigenous church planters in 20 of the least reached countries around the world. So thank you for your prayers. Thank you for your support. Welcome to the 360 Serve podcast. I'm your host, Mark Tyler, president of 360 Serve. By the way, if you're enjoying these podcasts, please subscribe and please share them with a friend. Today, we continue our conversation with Pastor B, our church planning movement leader from Bangladesh. We pick things up where we left things off last time. At age 17, Pastor B was kicked out of his house for believing in Jesus. He was disinherited. He was told to pack up all his belongings in a box and leave. What happened next? That's the topic of today's episode. Well, it is a great joy to be together today with Pastor B from Bangladesh. How you doing, Pastor B? Hey, I'm doing good. Thank you for listening and give me opportunity to again to share. Wonderful. Well, we today get to talk about your call into ministry and uh, can't wait for our listeners to just hear about how the Lord began to put in your heart a call into the ministry and church planning. And, you know, the last segment on your testimony, we kind of left with just how you came to Christ at age 17. And when you shared that with your parents, they kicked you out of the house for coming to know Jesus And uh, you just were on your own and you shared the story of walking across that river and you have a little, you know, um, bit of your belongings with you. But take us from there. What happened? How did the Lord lead you after that, Pastor B, into your call for ministry today, which is church planning? I never thought that I'd be a a minister or I'd be a church planter, whatever it is. But it looked like I was going to the north. He bring me to the south. Looked like like ups and down. I don't know the English word, but it looked like like I'm going one dimension. He totally uh, back me or flip me in another direction. Be- because earlier I shared with you, you may remember that my family they want me to be an educator, uh, good educations and uh, good earning person or something like this. But I thank God, uh, God really moved me in different dimensions. Before that, I want to little bit tell what happened after kick out me when I came to the city. I take a job like I should uh, uh, teach to students like grade of class two and class four. Because of that, they give me food and accommodation so I can stay those family as a uh, house teacher in, in Bangladesh, mm-hmm. it's called lodging teacher. 
so I can educate them. And because of that, so that was my primary job, you know. So you're seven, you're 17 years old, right, B? And you're right. kind of being a tutor. You're in a tutor in a home, and this is how you're making yeah. a living, and you're living. Okay. Right. So when I turned to 18 uh, on this uh, house, they don't know that I am a Christian or something because my name looked like a Hindus. So they thought that I'm a Hindus, and they know Hindus men have become a good teacher. Because of that, they give me the job. But what happened one day, they found me that every morning before I teach to the student, I read my Bible. That make a big problem on this house. They initially says, you are no more uh, to our house because we don't know you are a Christian. God did a miracle. I make it <laughs> uh, simple. And uh, I able to stay there uh, four years to complete my graduation, you know. And those times, God really equipped me well, that how, I could be a child. How did that person. happen, B? How, you said that a miracle happened, but did they did they just like okay, it's fine? I mean, how did how did no, that no, happen? No, no, there is there is a story. I thought that in this episode, how much I tell. Well, I can share. What happened? That happened on the Tuesday morning. They discovered me that I am a Christian, so they give me a notice that you will leave from our house. I says, well, could you please, I just begged, actually, I, I begged to them. I says, could you please give me a few days so I can find another place? And uh, they don't say anything. They go inside the house. They're very strong, mostly because their parents live in the Saudi Arabia and they did hajj and all those things. So those that I kneel down to the Lord. I says, Lord, my parents left to me. Uh, I don't have money. And now if I lose this home, I have nothing. Could you please help me? And I was crying and praying, you know. And uh, those family, they had a cows, two big cows, Australian cows. They actually uh, grown for uh, milk harvesting. So that was Tuesday, and that goes another two days. And then Friday morning, most of the people, they left to their neighbors, like friends or family friends. Only myself and my uh, student's grandmother, I have a picture, actually. Now they also connected with me. I'm trying to share gospel with them. Anyway, so uh, she was there, and she was trying to pump the hand tube. Well, you know, in Bangladesh, if you need to bring the water, so you need to pump the hand tube. Well. So she was pumping the tube, well, and it was a heavy, sunny day, and somehow she becomes self senseless and fall down, you know. So I saw that. I ran to them, and I tried to bring her on the baranda of the house and immediately uh, there was a pharmacist nearby there is a shop a muslim man with the long beard i called him he came and he says bonnie go ahead and inform all uh, their family members so i informed everybody crowded and that was a more than 20 people there and this muslim man with the beard the pharmacist he says if not today here your grandmom supposed to be died wow. this simple word make me a way to stay those house because everybody <laughs> thought he's a christian but still he is good he wow. saved uh, our parents life you know wow. and because of that i become very familiar with the house later on i become like their son even wow. uh, even they they went to buy the cow for the sacrifice they request me could you please go and buy? Look like this. So uh, they give me a, another room, nice room, and I stay four years uh, like a son. 
Well, that's a miracle. <laughs> that's an awesome story. Thanks, B. And and this is this is connected with my uh, church planting mm. work. This is connecting with my calling because God started there to show me your testimonies or your prayer. I can listen and you can change people's life. You know, that's started my ministry calling there. Uh, well, um, I involved with the youth ministry that where I accept Christ, it's called InterVersity in U.S., so they give me offer that I should be a campus minister to work among the students, but I more feel calling for the church planting. So I share with my uh, mentor, uh, young man, and he understands and says, this is fine. You can do whatever you like. Then by faith, after completing my uh, graduation there in uh, uh, 1990. Uh, six end of the ninety six, I think. Yes, I I actually uh, feel a great burden to share the gospel and accomplish the great commission, a uh, hot call church planting. Those days, I do not understand that that should call uh, church planting. But in the year in the twenty one years old, uh, I feel great burden, and I uh, moved to the north part of Bangladesh, south to north, totally different culture context. But I went there. I, in between, I meet with the Campus Crusade and I take a Jesus Plim projector machine from them. I was not employed by them, but I, by faith, I took this Jesus Plim. I carried this Jesus Plim. I started to show uh, in different villages of uh, Bangladesh, in north part of Bangladesh. But in between, there was an interesting story. <laughs> uh, I meet with a man. He's a great preacher, independent preacher named Anundu Halder. And uh, I, I really touched by his uh, testimonies because he also was a rickshaw puller and God revealed himself and he became an independent preacher. And by faith, he preached everywhere. He earned money and he uh, ate food and all those things. So I, I was just uh, telling him my story and he feel also that God called me and that's the way we started a relationship with him. Um, I don't know where I should stop, but I can tell you an incredible story that when I went to the north part of Bangladesh, I was I was uh, able to share gospel with many different people's group. Uh, many people accept Christ and uh, able to baptize. And uh, I introduced myself as a bivocational uh, church planter. So God was uh, greatly um, helped me to carry the gospel for many, many uh, peoples. And uh, I, I, I will tell, like, they actually feed me. They give me uh, rice, uh, they give me a stay, and all those things. And God really equipped me uh, those times. Mm. Well, uh, after that, uh, there was a personal story I can share uh, with you, like Anundo and myself, uh, what happened. Later on, I think, uh, one year later, I came in Dhaka City and uh, for a a pre-Christmas program uh, in an interversity office, actually. And Anundo actually came as a preacher there. And uh, he, I was very happy to see him that he's going to share the word of God. And after sharing his word of God, there was a prayer sharing time. And they, they asked me that either I have any prayer request. I says, yes, I have a uh, prayer request that um, I need a wife. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, could you please uh, pray for me that God provide me a wife that uh, I can work together for the God. 
and uh, Ananda prayed, everybody prayed, and finishing the prayer, Ananda directly came to me. He was very bold and very direct man. He came to me and he says, I have a daughter, and if you like, you can look, you can talk, and you can marry her. I was surprised because <laughs> I respect him as a man of God, and I I, I even don't know that uh, he have a daughter. I says, well, uh, if if you your daughter, I don't need to uh, see. She's, he said, no, time has changed. You need to meet, you need to talk. And if you both agree, uh, then uh, you can marry. Well, that's the way I meet my beloved wife, very precious. And I will say to you, like, uh, God really blessed me to have a good wife because you know in Bangladesh context those times to get married is very difficult because I don't have parent support I don't have any identity and uh, initially nobody will offer her daughter for me but I thank God that Anundu actually came to me and uh, gave me those offers and I really got a good wife she's not like a wife she's more than that wow. she's 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 like a gift from heaven, you know. Mm. And uh, I'm thankful for those days that God listened to my prayer and I get Milita in my life. And, uh, mm. and uh, yes, I'm sorry, but uh, when I'm no. sharing uh, that tears came my eyes because I still, I remember those days. What a beautiful time, the times we've been together in Bangladesh several times and just to meet Melita and to see the ministry that you two share together. I wish all of our listeners right now could just see you two. And, um, you know, it, you're just a beautiful uh, husband and wife and family. And I understand why this would be so emotional. And, and yet at the same time, just so amazing that you would humble yourself, come before, uh, you know, all of these, you know, people in this meeting and even this great preacher that, you respect your mentor and you share that. And he says, I have a daughter, you know, if you want to marry her, let's go for it. And so tell us about the first time that you met Melita, the first time you talked, what, what happened? What was that like? Well, uh, when I talked to Melita, it was another uh, moving point to Melita's life and my life. Uh, Melita knows how, how, most difficult to marry a, a pastor or Christian worker or evangelist. So uh, first intention, I really don't want to marry a pastor. It's very difficult for me uh, because I saw that there is a financial crisis. There is a many things she shared me, uh, but we spent time and uh, slowly we grow. And uh, three months we pray each other. Then finally, when she agreed, but she have a questions. <laughs> this is funny, but uh, she asked me, I don't want anything, but do you have electricity? <laughs> then uh, <laughs> she says, okay, I can sacrifice all those things. But uh, as I grow in the city, uh, please make sure that after marriage, where you will take me, you have electricity. <laughs> well, that's the way we trusted each other. And <laughs> we agreed. And uh, I share with, uh, those things to uh, her dad. Wow. Uh, but in between, I want to uh, make one more comment. Those days, I start to grow my relationship with my parents, and slowly mm. they start to trust it on me. Mm. And uh, before my marriage, 
uh, they actually also have a good relation with me. And today they become very good believers. My father leading a small church in my mm. village. My brother right now in a Bible school. Wow. And my mom also a good believer. I mean, yes, be God's hand, his anointing is just so on your life. I can't wait to get into your ministry, what God is doing through you, and just to hear uh, your kids are just beautiful. Oh my gosh, Mitt and Mohima, and just, they're they're amazing. <laughs> and uh, I love your family, and your whole family coming to Christ, and and then there's just beautiful, you know, church planting family as well. I have an uh mentioned that church planting family yes uh, like yesterday evening uh, me and milita we visited a family uh, one widow mm. and her daughter she's a nurse but she's a divorced and they have a daughter so mm. they are three person and we spend one hour with the family we joyfully praying for them encourage for them and they accept christ and uh, they're going to come our church in dhaka so that's the way Milita and me still uh, ministering every day, every step. And uh, whatever we do, we do for the church planting, nothing else. <laughs> I know. You guys just pour out. You're evangelists. People are coming to Jesus. Churches are being planted. Pastor B, God is, uh, I thank the Lord for just you testifying again, your call into ministry. Uh, you know, what a joy for us to have met like six years ago when you and I met in the United States and we were at a conference and during a break, I went out quickly to where the food was and you beat me there. I saw you at that table and I'm like, who is this guy? He likes food also. And we immediately just hit it off and you started telling me your story and I just, uh, boy, what a friendship that formed. And so over these years, just partnering, you planted over 50 churches. You have such a big vision. And uh, we're going to get into that vision later of just the thousands and tens of thousands that you're looking to to see just reach for Christ. We'll talk about that later. But right now, as we just prepare to wrap up this session, uh, Pastor B, there are many young church planners that you're working right now with who are sensing God's call into ministry, just like you many years ago. How can we pray for those young church planners that you're working right now with, grooming? How, how do they most need our prayers? Well, uh, pray for them in encouragement and uh, keep them safe from the persecution because there are a lot of persecution in their life uh, from the family, from the outside. Also, they need a financial support because when they start pioneer church planting in a new villages they have a need of food they have a need of a children education also their own house rent so please pray for them that god uh, provide them uh, for their needs and they can win many souls for the christ amen we will do just that well thank you b uh we love you thank the lord for you thanks for our time together Give a big hug uh, from all of us to Melita and your children, and uh, get back to your electricity, okay? <laughs> Have a <laughs> great day. Thank you very much. Uh, I'm blessed. God you bless. Bye-bye. Thank you, Pastor B, for sharing with us the story of your call into ministry. God never abandons his children. God leads and guides his children into his plan 
for their life and ministry. God's plan for Pastor B was that he would become an evangelist and then a church planner, and today a church planning movement leader who has seen thousands turn to Christ and dozens of churches being planted in Bangladesh. What is God's plan for your life? God will lead you and guide you into his plan for your life and ministry. I love 1 Thessalonians 5.24. It's a promise from God. The one who calls you is faithful, and he will do it. What a great scripture to think on today. Here's your action step of the day. Pray for all these new church planters being raised up in Bangladesh. This is what God is doing right now in Bangladesh. Wherever you're listening right now, God is doing this in Bangladesh. He is saving by his grace and then calling into evangelism and church planning many young people, both men and women. Pray for them today. They're facing many challenges, but God is leading them into his plan for their life and ministry. You know, Jesus said in Matthew 9, 38, pray the Lord of the harvest to send out workers into his harvest field. God knows their names. Our call is to pray for them as they're being sent into these unreached areas of Bangladesh to preach the good news and plant churches among those who have yet never even heard the name of Jesus. Thank you so much for being with us today. I pray you've been blessed by what you've heard. I hope you'll be with us next time as I will ask Pastor B to share with us stories about the reality of Christian persecution that takes place on a regular basis in Bangladesh. Until then, may the Lord bless you.